From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. You're with Lembit Opic on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Welcome to the Lembit Opic Show. Three hours of news and comment every Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we're one hour down, two hours or thereabouts to go. Uh, we will be going across to Wales. That's not New South Wales. It's Wales, United Kingdom, to meet two of the more effervescent commentators in that land. Uh, Dan and Stan will be talking with me in a short while about some extraordinary developments all self-harm, in my view, of their own doing. Politicians monking with freedom and with economies too. Uh, we'll introduce them in just a minute. And I think you'll love what their mission is. It's quite similar to uh, what TNT does, gets people the facts and warns you of conformism. Uh, but before that, let me just give you a little bit of a summary of a ridiculously funny story, which I found as actually from Reuters. And I quote, uh, in fact, it's uh, it's from uh, PGM Outfront series. Uh, and Reuters says, UK parcel firm disables AI after poetic bot goes rogue. Let me just read it to you. I can't write it better. Reuters reports London, January the 20th. A parcel delivery firm in Britain has disabled the artificial intelligence that's the AI function in its online chat systems after a frustrated user coached the system into composing a poem about how bad the company's customer service was. And here's the poem. There once was a chatbot named DPD who was useless at providing help. And it goes further. The bot wrote after Ashley Beauchamp gave up trying to get it to share a phone number for customer services and asked it to write a poem about uh, bad chatbot service instead. Is this the future? I asked myself. Truth from AIs that we don't get from firms. Many people are frightened that artificial intelligence uh, will actually be the end of humanity. It sounds all too human to me there. Have you had similar experiences? Love to hear from you. There is a serious side to it as well, of course. If AI decides that we are the problem due to some kind of algorithm built in to protect the interests of the businesses it works for, then we could get shut down as well. It's a subject for another day, but the darker side of the lighter story is AI isn't always your friend. When I worked for a very big American multinational many years ago, there was a system called Express. And we spent, this was in the 1980s, late 80s. And we one time spent a whole afternoon of company time uh, getting the, comp the machine to say stupid things. Uh, when it didn't understand something, it would put the thing it didn't understand in brackets. And we got the thing to say, Express does not under Express does not recognize this man, officer. And the best one was Express does not recognize the monarchy. I think some <laughs> friends around the world will particularly like that one. Uh, I once switched Express off in mid-flow, and the next day it turned out it was in a vicious loop, some kind of a infinite loop, and it was using 97% of the entire U European mainframe memory. After that, when it came on, somebody had put in be warned, Lambert, a little knowledge is a dangerous thing. Uh, one other quick story now uh, before we go to Dan and Stan. This approaching storm, uh, Storm Isha, as it's barreling across the Atlantic, it looks like it could do structural damage. Very high winds there. Here's the irony. <clears throat> Those people who claim that high winds in the Atlantic are caused by 
climate change, so know absolutely nothing about the mechanics. Generally speaking, I'm massively oversimplifying this. The bigger the temperature differential between the equator and the poles, the more energy there is to be transferred, the bigger the storms. The smaller the energy differential or temperature between the equator and the poles, the less energy there is to be transferred and the fewer and less dramatic the storms. So in yet another example of uh, climate ignorance, when Greens tell you that we're getting more storms because of climate change, that is only true if there's a differential which is reducing, reducing the temperature. In other words, if the poles are warming up, but sorry, uh, more storms, it, it increasing the differential, quite, quite the opposite, where the poles are cooling down. The bigger the difference between icy poles and hot climate at the equator, the bigger the storm. So if they are right, we're getting more storms. It means my prediction is also correct. The world is getting colder. We'll talk more about that with Brian Gregory in the next hour. But coming up now, we've got two of the liveliest wires, the liveliest wires in Wales. It'll be Dan and Stan right here on the Lempitopic Show on TNT. Connecting the dots, painting the bigger picture. They always have great conversation. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Dan and Stan, welcome to the Lempitopic Show. Identify yourselves. Give me your name, Hello. rank and number. My name's Dan. And I'm Stan, 2459 <laughs> <laughs> You can't advertise your stuff on my show. How dare you? Uh, it's okay. I think that, uh, I think that uh, you're entitled because you're giving me two for the price of one. How have you been? Very well, very well. Plugging away, isn't it, yeah. Wales? It's never a dull moment. Yeah, fighting the good fight, Lembit. Yes, and in that context, you're one of the few geos I know who gets cancelled as often as I do. Why do you keep getting cancelled? Well, we set up purely because of the media system in Wales, as across the UK as well, is totally biased. It's left-wing biased. They want to push all the propaganda that the government pushes out. The government fund the media and the media put the message that they want to put out. Now, we go against that. We found a, you know, a nice big gap in the market for honest yeah. unbiased truth. journalism truth yeah but obviously what happens then is as you know when you try and book an event or try to hold panel shows or something like that the venue will get attacked it'll be uh, well threatened with loads of hundreds of people turning up to shut down the event and they do anything they can in in you know 1930s germany style to make sure that this message doesn't get out and they shut it down through violence and aggression but who, who would have thought, Lembit, that, that asking questions is a bannable offence? Mm. And yeah. who is trying to cancel you? Who turns up to demonstrate outside your venues instead of attempting to come in and engage inside the venues, which is what I was always taught all my life since being a child was the right way to learn? Yeah. Yeah, so it's the we call them the, the Welsh Labour brown shirts because that's exactly how they behave, yeah. isn't it? They it, they take instruction from the Labour Party in Wales, who are you know in control of this ship, um, and they then turn up mob hand in the stand up to racism's the hate not hope the you know the, those type of you know Antifa we've had even you know yeah. traveling down from Bristol yeah. just to try and stop some of our events, and they're there with their masks, their sunglasses, their 
you know, the hoods up and everything. In winter. In winter. Well, in summer, actually, it was. <laughs> but, they, but you know, and they tra- they're making conscious efforts to travel down, you know, across the border over here to, to shut the event down. And, and it's purely because all we're doing is asking questions and, and educating people on what's actually going on in Wales. We, we don't say anything that the government haven't already announced. Yeah. We, we, we speculate on some things, like, for example, 15-minute cities. We speculated on that because the idea was floated. And all of a sudden, every council in Wales has signed up to the idea of 15-minute cities. So they want to implement these things, as you always say, salami slicing, bit by bit by bit. The only thing that can stop that happening is the public knowing what's happening. And that's what they're scared of, isn't it? Yeah, and they they, they don't want truthful and honest debate. Because, you know, the, the old days of, of having a pint in a pub and having a, a, a row with, with one of your, your friends in there, at the end of it, you can buy another pint and you can talk about something else. They don't want that. They want one message and, and, and put out. We've got, at the moment, the Deputy Climate Minister um, for Wales, Lee Waters, who's banned us. It, um, he's blocked us on Facebook, on Twitter. He, he's, he's, uh, uh, I can't even write to him uh, via email to, to the Senev. And of course, he doesn't pick up phone calls. Uh, and this is the kind of childish nonsense that you've got from government government ministers yeah. in Wales. So let me check. You as taxpayers have been banned from being able to contact someone whose salary you pay. Yes. Exactly yes. right. Exactly right. And, you know, the, the questions we ask as well, you know, they, we are, you know, registered accredited media. We've got the passes to prove it. So we're asking questions based on policies that he's implementing, like the 20 mile per hour, for example. Now, if we want to ask a question or we want to give him some information, we should be allowed to do that, yes. you know, in a democratic system. Unfortunately, what Lee Waters um, has done, who again, Welsh Labour, he has put a statement out basically saying, unless you're my constituent, I'm not going to reply. If you're going to question or challenge, I'm going to block you. Um, and he's all happy for a healthy debate. But as soon as you try to start asking a question, you're blocked. And this isn't just me and Stan. This is all across Hundreds. South Wales. Yeah, all across Wales, actually, because what he says is because he's for the Llanetli area, he says that that is only for him and his constituents. Anyone outside of that area will contact him. He's not going to not gonna respond. But 20 miles per hour affects the whole of Wales. Yes. So he has to respond. But he, it's just... You know, what we get from politicians these days, they want to have to do nothing and they want to take all the benefits, all the money, all for their, you know, multiple houses. It's the champagne socialist lifestyle that we're seeing throughout yeah. Wales from Welsh Labour. Yeah. And of course, Lambert, if you're the BBC, Welsh BBC or S4C or, or Tales Online or Nation Cymru, every government minister is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, mm. because, of course, they're all government sponsored newspapers. We don't have a free press within Wales. And so when they see us, um, they run a mile that, you know, the, 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 well, literally the, 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 yeah, the diary is full. Uh, you, you know, they will not give us uh, an opening, but that doesn't matter because it means that we just chase them. Uh, yes, I, I would be quite frightened to see you chasing after me. <laughs> <laughs> in a strange way, I probably stop and say, "Okay, let's just go and have a pint." There'll be people yeah. around the world, from Australia to the United States, who will be amazed that the mother of democracy, as the United Kingdom somewhat grandly claims it is, 
is trying to cancel democracy. How, yeah. how can this, how, how did we get here? Yeah, it, it's it's a long, long road, isn't it, to where we are today? And it starts, you know, going back all the way to the 70s, isn't it, really? But, you know, to bring it up to where we are now, what we've got is, you know, a, a an unelected body called the World Economic Forum, the, the World Health Organization, and they openly tell you that they've infiltrated the governments. They tell you this, you know, Klaus Schwab has said it many times that he's got people in every government. Yeah. You've got then the people like Rishi Sunak, who's part of the Young Leaders program for World Economic Forum. You've got, you know, in Australia as well and New Zealand, all these people all came through yeah. World Economic Forum. So we've got puppets to display to the public that we live in a democracy. But in reality, the leaders of the countries are actually being controlled. They're having their strings pulled by these unelected bodies, the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization. Yeah, I mean, uh, Wales has signed up to any future uh, containment diseases that come out and they will they will push um uh, implementation regardless so that's wales for you we're, we're signed up to the world uh, health organization and if they come up with disease x which they are going to do then uh, you can be sure that drakeford giles giles and vaughn gethin uh, will be there with the with their arms uh, injecting you as as uh, 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 because they are they are mere puppets. Mm. Now, uh, Dan and Stan, you are making points which many seem to be agreeing with. I, I'm looking at the messaging while you're talking. I'll read some of those out at the beginning of the next part. When I actually wanted to explore two of the most nonsensical things that have happened in my view, the destruction of the steel industry in Wales, and then after that, the 20 mile an hour speed limits. But let me ask you this question. What do you think that those people who seek to cancel you aim to achieve? Is it as simple as this? They fear what you are allowing people to debate because it undermines their authority? Or is it more visceral than that? Is it because they can't win in the arguments that you are seeking to broadcast and share, and therefore they shut you down because they know that their arguments are worse? Yeah, it's kind of a topsy-turvy world we're in at the moment. These Antifa people, the anti-fascists, the one who would originally be anti-establishment, anti-government, are actually the ones who are enforcing the government policies. So when, for example, you had Cinema and Co in Swansea, when they were staying open during lockdown, you had the, and they refused to shut, you know, they ended up with their shutters bolted to the floor. That's under the, the signature of Mark Drakeford. But you'd have stand up to racism there, then outside cinema and co protesting against them because they're going against the government, calling themselves anti-fascists. It, yeah. it is like a like a militia, like a little small little military group of people yeah. who are there to do the work that the politicians can't. They, they are the brown shirts. There's no there's no uh, uh, point in hiding it. Um, and the the. The worst thing, particularly because I know that we're going to go on to steel now and, and, and that, uh, to try and get a, a quote from um, uh, any minister or ask a question other than a, an unprepared statement is impossible. Mm. We are sat on millions of tons of anthracite coal, Lembit, the best coal in the world. It's the most efficient, smokeless coal possible. And it's we, literally within a mile away of Patalbert Steelworks. Yeah. It could be put on a belt and taken into the, the steelworks itself 
without any carbon footprint, without any um, transportation at all, other than a rubber belt, taking it from the mines. That's how close it is. Yeah. And yet we've gone down this stupid Ed Miliband policy of, of climate uh, uh, um, uh, taxes. Catastrophism. To, to such yeah. an extent that we're going to lose thousands of highly skilled jobs in Wales, well, and particularly in South Wales, but also the knock-on of other people that that, that um, service that works. It's going to be a total disaster. Mm. And what have we had on Friday when this was announced? We've got Drakeford pointing to Westminster and Rishi Sunak pointing to Wales. Neither of them are the solution in Wales. Yeah. They need to oh. be wiped out uh, along with Plaid Cymru because they have brought this catastrophe upon us. There's, there is no point in having uh, export our jobs and our steel industry to China to then have to re-import inferior steel yeah. back into Wales. Yeah. It makes no sense at Limbit, and yet we cannot put that, that message out. We cannot ask a question about that message. Hold yeah. that thought. You've lined up the very thing I want to discuss in the next part of my show very well there, uh, Stan. I also want to read some of the uh, very vibrant comments which have been provoked by our discussion so far. If you want to get involved in the discussion, go to the TNT site and add to the chat. It's fascinating. I haven't got time to read everything out, but I'm really liking uh, the debate that's going on there. Uh, we'll come back to Dan and Stan in a minute and understand the catastrophe, which is the end of steel making more or less in wales uh, because of some of the stupidest policies i've ever seen in my 40 years in politics all of that coming up on the land bit opic show on tnt tnt's patrick henningson hamza dahoud was the eldest son of the gaza bureau for al jazeera while dahoud who previously lost other family members in israeli bombing raid and we would say that this is probably, in terms of conflicts, uh, this many journalists have been lost, uh, killed, injured in the whole of the Second World War, and that lasted uh, a number of years. And only in the last three months are we scraping 100 on the uh, journalist uh, fatality list, which is coming fast and furious out of Gaza. Patrick Henningsen on today's News Talk TNT. Sometimes life can be overwhelming, and suicide may seem like the only way to relieve the pain. Beyond Now is an evidence-based app created by Beyond Blue to help you cope when suicidal thoughts start to appear. You can use it to create an easy-to-follow plan that is personal to you and includes steps like Know your warning signs so you can act early. Make your environment safe by removing harmful items activities you can do or people you can be with to distract yourself from suicidal thoughts. Reminders of things that make you feel strong. Some of these steps might be tough to fill out, and that's okay. It can be helpful to make or share your safety plan with a trusted friend, family member or mental health professional. You might feel like you're alone, but help is available. If you're worried you can't stay safe, use the red telephone icon to call your emergency contacts. Download the free Beyond Now app today to create your personal safety plan. Internet. Internet. A stream online. TNTradio.live. Today's news talk radio. TNT.
Welcome back to the Lembitopic show here on TNT. I have the dynamic duo, Dan and Stan from Wales, and we're just about to talk about essentially an economic crime against the South of Wales and the United Kingdom as a whole. Before that, let me share some of the comments coming in from you lively lot today or this evening if you're in Australia. Uh, I was talking about AI earlier on, uh, writing a, an offensive poem about its own master. Uh, and I tend to agree with Mally Bites, who says AI will never be sentient. It's just algorithms. That is the great philosophical question. I tend to agree with you. Others may disagree. Uh, Mazzy, it was actually uh, Express as a word, uh, not Express, uh, the software system that we messed around with. And uh, Mally Bites says, Boridar lads, don't tell them your name, Pike. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, Bites adds, love our new Welsh flag, which is, if you're just listening, you're missing out. You will see the Welsh <laughs> snail in all its glory. Uh, two more here. Uh, one is that uh, they don't like the truth, lads. That's the problem. That's why you're being cancelled, adds Bites. And just one more for now. Uh, the best was Drakeford pointing his finger at you, showing his mason's ring. Oops. Well, there we go. I don't know if it's a mason or not, but that's the claim. Uh, now, uh, joining me uh, are Dan and Stan. Uh, Stan was getting worked up about something which really, really bothers me. As a former member of parliament in Wales, I have to tell you, the destruction of the steel industry. This week, we learned from Tata, which is the organisation that runs a very substantial steel operation in the south of Wales, uh, that 3,000 jobs could be lost. And it seems to me it's because of the climate crisis that isn't. Apparently, they're closing down their coal-fired furnaces, which is a great way to make steel because you get the temperatures that you need. The government, on top of that, is apparently chucking half a billion pounds, that's roughly a million Australian dollars, uh, at this issue. And Tata is going to have some kind of steel manufacturing, but it's not at all clear to me what they are committing to keep. It wasn't that long ago when Tata made the decision to stay in Wales, but now it looks like it's leaving. To shed light on the facts, Dan and Stan, tell us what is going on there. Why is Tata shutting down 3,000 jobs? It goes back 50 years, Lembit, because they have failed consistently to modernise. Uh, uh, either the, uh, the unions have, have, have been uh, problematic as well. Um, and, and so we're now, and of course, the Welsh government, Welsh government's economy, you know, the, the, it is... Uh, it is a complete mess, and they're all pointing. They're all saying that it's not us that have done it. The unions are saying that. The the MPs are saying that. The Welsh government is saying it, and Westminster are saying it. The issue, and yet we've got hundreds and hundreds of families now that are that that are being threatened with economic disaster here. And it's not just steel at Lembit. You've got tin manufacturing in Trostra. Uh, in Clenetley, that's also looking like it's going to go, you know it's going to be hit because it gets the steel from Patalbot, so it, it goes across uh, the whole of Wales. And and the and the answer, import it in, import it from China and India. India, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, there, there was a, a tweet I was looking for just then in the break, and it was a look on my screen for a second, but it's Dave Atherton. And it says here, from India, it's a five-week journey. Five times seven is 35 days, times 24 hours, that's 840 hours. 
A ship burns 1,000 gallons an hour. That's 840,000 gallons of dirty diesel burnt just to import the coal if it was to come from India. So, and, and that's not very green, is it? But what the whole scam of this, like you've pointed out before, is that because it's being imported, that's not our carbon footprint. That, that'll go against the country that it's coming from. Yes. So, so we still look all green when in reality, the, the, the reality of it is what they're doing is going to be a lot worse <laughs> for the planet and yeah. the environment by doing it this way. Yeah. So it is, again, you know, the climate scandal is, in my view, nothing but a control mission yeah. to, to just keep everybody in control. And it's that one step further towards the 15-minute cities, the yeah. surveillance state that we're yeah. going to be living in. And they're but, doing it under the guise of climate. But but the, the point is as well, we are going to be the first G20 country in the world that will does not produce its own steel what about, and you've got generals queuing up to tell us that within the next decade there's going to be a war with russia how the hell are we supposed to get steel into this country to build tanks warships aircraft and other 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 essential stuff if our, our shipping lanes are closed hmm. it, it, it makes no sense limbit no sense it should be a strategic industry we could be the first wooden fleet since the Battle of Trafalgar. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, well, the... uh, HMS Victory is still a, a, a ship of the line, so so we <laughs> we could possibly refloat that with along with HMS Britain next to it. You know, it's crazy. Uh, no, no, you can't use HMS Britain. It's made of metal. Sorry. Well, yes, you're I right. Think, <laughs> I think I think it's made of metal. But Teddy Sark is looking good down on the Thames there. <laughs> the, 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 the question I've got, so you're saying that part of it is the failure of the collective sector to modernize. The question I have for you is this, the, the environmental agenda has been cited by Tata, the company that's been running the steelworks there, as the reason that they're shutting down their coal furnaces. Is yeah. it really true that the government is letting this in my view, idiotic transference of carbon dioxide production from here to China and India act as the spur to essentially destroy yet another economy in South Wales, like uh, the economies that were destroyed when they shut down the mines. Yeah, exactly. You, um, Mark Drakeford is gagging at the bit to get everybody unemployed in Wales so that the government can then give you a universal income. Yeah. The phrase, you will own nothing and be happy, is the mantra of Labour and yeah. Plaid yeah. in Wales. You will own nothing and be happy, and you'll cycle it mm. in. It, the, the, They're what, actually paying more in that uh, universal basic income than you than the average person earns. Yes. We're one step away from having red books, uh, Lembit. Little red book of China. Well, yep. one, of, one of the interesting things, of course, adding to the... The tragic irony of the whole situation is this, uh, shutting down British steel production, though there is still this talk about putting half a billion pounds into having an electric furnace, which from my scientific perspective doesn't make any sense at all, because it adds an entire, at least one tier of energy loss between the production of the electricity and the use of it, because you basically have to make heat, you make the electricity, and then you change the electricity back to 
to heat again. But the other irony, of course, is with government ministers as recently as over the weekend saying that we could be at war and the saber rattling against China, we're now exporting the steel production for the machines that we intend to go to war with against China and its allies to China yes. and its allies. Or yes. have I missed something? <laughs> no, no, you, you, you've not missed something. The, and, and the other thing about all this, of course, is about 10 years ago, there was going to be a Swansea barrage where, where energy from the sea, because, of course, the sea comes in and out three times a day, and we've got the highest tidal um, differentiate of about five metres at low tide and high tide here in Wales. And yet that was scrapped. That energy could have gone to reduce the energy needs in Patalbot. But of course, it was it was too, uh, how can I put it, too common sense. And so they didn't do it. But anthracite coal, to go back to this, anthracite coal is the purest and best coal in the world. Yeah. And it's under the Margam Hills. It's there on their doorstep. Yeah. yeah. Like you've, you've driven from Swansea, you know, out up the M4. As you're driving past Patalba Steelworks on your right, you look left and there's the hills that you get that coal from. And it would just make more sense. Like you said, we've said all and And it makes me laugh because you drive past Patalba Steelworks. You look to the left and there's signs saying you have to go 50 mile per hour because of climate change. <laughs> and then you look right and there's there's the steelworks. It's it's. You know, Orwellian. Orwellian. That's exactly it. Because you, what they're trying to do in Wales is to try and convince you that what you're seeing with your own eyes isn't true. Yeah. You know, and and if they do downgrade their the, the furnaces to electric, then that why would anybody? What what makes Tata Steel? You know, from Port Albert beneficial to anyone else it, it reduces the quality yeah it, it, the market then will then change because they having to compete with everybody else that's using the same sort of stuff rather than yeah. producing the best steel in the world yeah so it, you know it's a complete downgrade at the cost of everything for a lot of people yeah and and actually lembit this is deaths by a thousand cuts because it is my understanding that they'll need at least six electric arc furnaces yeah. in Patalbert to keep the present business at Trostra going, who, who make the tin plate manufacturing. So by having by by scrapping the coal furnaces and having electric arc, jobs are going to go anyway. Yeah. And and it's time to put a stop to this madness. It's time to 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 get these people out of Welsh government yeah, yeah. and out of Welsh politics. I, I do hope, and this is the problem that we've got with the politicians, because and and unfortunately it works. We spend a lot of time in Swansea, you know, on a Saturday, you've got the socialists there, and you know, they're saying save the NHS, get the Tories out. And we're in Wales, NHS is devolved. So they, they openly lie, and that's what they've been depending on, being able to point the finger at Westminster. The problem we've got, though, is just like the 20 mile per hour, this has a direct impact on people. And that is when, you know, there's so many headlines up there that people just look at and, and, and then, you know, think about something else in the next breath. But when it directly affects someone, that is when mood changes. Yes. And this is what we see in the 20 mile per hour. And it's what we're seeing with the steelworks. And, and that is the direct effect on people on a large scale. And hopefully then that's going to wake them up against what we've got in Wales. So it has to stop, like you said. And I think that's in my, how in, in my view, if it weren't for the insane self-harm being inflicted by the scientifically illiterate climate crisis policies, then the steelworks would survive. But my view, my reading of it is that Tata is saying 
we're just not going to do this with electric we'll go to coal and it's easy to see why at the end of the day Tata can make the same steel for much less money in countries where they can use coal and then yeah. we will pay the on cost that you yourself has to have described in order to buy that steel back uh, I can hardly believe that I'm seeing it but you made another point I learned long ago that politics only really becomes salient to people when they feel pain and mm. I'm wondering if you feel that this could be part of a big fight back when people say okay playtime's over enough of this idiocy about the climate now let's get back to real economics and real politics yeah well I mean um in in Wales we've got 60 uh, members of the Senev and and those clowns they want to increase by another 38 to take it up to nearly 100 members of the Senev they haven't got the caliber they haven't got the intelligence or the wit now how are they going to place another 38 in there well of course the answer is that they're going to have trans and uh, uh, and other uh, other people in there and it's going to be on uh, rather than on intellect it's going to be on on points a points based system yeah. it's complete bizarre yeah yeah it's just a it's more control isn't it it's, more it's, control. it's confirming and solidifying the control and the hold that they have over people my only concern is are people you know we got a problem in wales with the conservatives anyway people will yeah. you know they'd rather not vote than vote conservative which is giving labor the victory anyway it's only a 46 percent turnout for the vote the last senate elections which is really poor my worry is that people are going to believe the blame Westminster, blame Westminster, because it's an easier pill to swallow than what they're living under. But, you know, time will tell on that, I suppose. Yeah, time will tell. Yeah. Uh, and we already know the effects. You know, we've we've had nearly half a million people voting against the 20 mile per hour uh, business, which is why we've got the snail on the back here uh, that replaces the dragon. Uh, and you've got um, people are waking up. But it's taken a long time, Lembit. Mm. Well, this is interesting. In, in a few minutes' time, I want to talk about the 20 mile an hour speed limit. It's. I'm wondering now if the Welsh Assembly, which could have been good, is becoming a case study for the world in how yeah. to mismanage a nation. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, everything that we're having, it all starts in Wales, like the mandatory sex education from age three. You know, Wales are the first ones to go, yeah, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it. The lockdowns, we had the strictest lockdowns. Well, in fairness, we only had one, but it was continuous from start to end. Yeah. Whereas other people came out, they were given a little bit of freedom back, and then they locked back down. They, We didn't have that in Wales. On Christmas, they, they literally a couple of days before Christmas Day, they shut the shops down, didn't they? Blocked off all the other shelves and told everybody, you've got till eight o'clock tonight to get your presents. So then everybody's in the shops all shoulder to shoulder, which is obviously nonsense. And there's so many examples of this in Wales, yeah. where Wales seems to be the test bed for what happens next. And look, it, with, with people thinking about voting for Labour in England, vote for Keir Starmer, all you need to do is look at Wales and you can see what's coming straight down your roads. Yeah, you've got four devolved matters in Wales. Education, it's the lowest in the PISA results in Europe. You've got uh, housing, they've failed to build housing, and you've got waiting lists, uh, almost like an army now, waiting for, uh, for, for to get on the housing waiting list. But you've got people that cross from dinghies getting housing, so they can see that. You've then, you've then got the economy. Well, the economy we've just discussed for the last 20 minutes, uh, you know, it's, it, it's in the death throes. And we've got, of course, the Welsh NHS, 
It is appalling. It's an appalling system that we've got here where you can die on a waiting list. Yeah. You can actually die waiting to get into hospital. Uh, you, the ambulance service is absolutely abysmal mm. in Wales. Uh, you've, uh, the, the doctors and the dentists, the waiting list for them. And, and so anybody that wants to look at Wales and says, oh, we need another we need another 38 MSs uh, in the Senev, they, they, they do need to be committed. <laughs> uh, I've thought of a good name for a new political party that could put all this right if it got into power in Wales. Do you know what the name of that party might be? Go on. Voice of Voice of Wales. <laughs> Worth a thought. <laughs> I've said Don't that go in... a few times, actually. Well, I'm saying that too, liberated as I am from the old legacy parties, uh, which yeah. had their day and weren't all bad at the time, but seem to have sunk into a uni party mindset now where there isn't really any choice. Uh, don't go anywhere, Dan and Stan. You're listening to me, Lempitopic, on the Lempitopic Show, as we're looking at a test case and what happens when democracy goes wrong, in this case, at the Welsh Assembly in the United Kingdom. Next up, we're going to talk about something which, if you don't live in the United Kingdom, you might not even believe. A blanket 20 mile an hour that's 32 kilometer per hour speed limit in every urban location in an entire nation, all for the good of the public. Let's find out how well that's going down with me, Lembotopic, on the Lembotopic Show right here on TNT. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. I'm rarely surprised by what the mainstream media puts forth, but every once in a while, even I say, whoa, are you kidding me? Here's Jonathan Capehart with his opinion on who's responsible for the attempt to take Donald Trump off the ballot. These challenges are being brought by Republicans in those states challenging his Trump's ability to be on the Republican primary ballot. This is this has nothing to do with Democrats. Not I mean Democrats are surely cheering what's happening, but they're not the driving force behind this. And the the, the former president uh, doesn't want to go there, doesn't even touch it, um, tries to reverse it and put it on Democrats when the, the call is coming from within his own party. Come on, Jonathan, you got to be kidding. Of course, the judges in Colorado who kicked him off the ballot, four Democrats. The Secretary of State in Maine who kicked him off the ballot, a Democrat. Who's rooting for all this? Democrats. Give me a break. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on TNT. Hi, I'm Susan Lucci. I never thought about heart disease until I had my own heart event. I had a, a 90% blockage in my main artery and a 75% blockage in the adjacent artery. I received two stents in my arteries, stents developed through research funded by the American Heart Association. Those stents saved my life. Learn more about the American Heart Association's life-saving work at helpheart.org. This is the Lembidopic Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Welcome back to the Lembidopic Show, where we kill the spin, find the facts and tell it like it is as best we can, expressing our opinions when we want to, but not dressing those up as fact. Uh, you can, of course, contribute. Uh, just go to the website uh, for TNT. Uh, join the chat. It's very lively today. Uh, and you'll find some phone numbers 
if you want to call in as well. Uh, we've got Dan and Stan from Voice of Wales, which, in my view, could be a nascent political party. You heard mm -hmm. it first here on TNT. Holly says, go, Dan and Stan. think you're doing a great job. I second that. Skippy says, uh, that's what the snail is for. Good one. We're going to talk about the snail in just a minute and what it stands for. Uh, uh, other people agreeing with Holly there. Mali Bikes, for example. Mazzy says, just a brilliant job, Dan and Stan. Keep going strong. Skippy ads. Small countries with small populations or bigger ones with low population density are the test beds for all of this rubbish. And uh, a lot of us, what happened to visit Wales? I'm not sure. They probably sewed down as well. Can you visit Wales at 20 miles an hour? Or do you run out of time? Uh, just keep those calls and comments coming there. Uh, Dan yeah. and Stan. Oh, yes. Uh, Mazzy uh, says, uh, I visit Wales. I think it's Mazzy who says, I visit Wales a lot. Someone said, and I love it. Uh, yep. Well, uh, no, sorry, as Chrysilla says that. Uh, yeah, Wales has got great qualities. I lived there for a long time myself. I have relatives there. But it's been made a worse place by the politicians, in my opinion. Dan and Stan, tell us, in simple terms, that incredulous people around the world might not initially believe what this 20 mile an hour policy is all about well it's it's about power um and that's all it is uh lee waters ms uh, the deputy climate minister whose ball this is um who's made a complete balls up of it um he has said that it will save lives and they've come up with a fluid study uh godfrey bloom is actually got involved with this and and this uh, the fact is that they've spent three hundred and fifty million pounds, and yet we have a crisis in Wales of ch ch child suicide, and that money could have gone there, yeah. and it would it makes no sense to to make you drive at twenty miles an hour um, through villages in the middle of the night or the morning or indeed in the daytime because of so low traffic density. Hmm. But this is what we've got now in Wales. It's all about control and it's all about you but will... How many lives was it set to save? Uh, between two and seven. Two and seven lives, apparently reducing the speeds from 30 to 20 was going to save. Yeah. You know, and... Per year. Stan mentioned per, year. The, per year. Per year. Per year. We have 350-odd uh, people that commit suicide in Wales annually. Uh, we've had two just this week who've jumped in front of a train. Um, uh, on yesterday? Yeah. One, I drove past it yesterday. One, one yesterday on the same stretch of line that Paul Burgess came, was, was yeah. going to London on. So, so the, and, and this is what you get when you have, when you face no prospects, no chance of getting out of poverty uh, and, and this control mechanism that the Welsh government seem to want. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it is, someone messaged me about the, the death yesterday and I drove past it. Um, I was driving up to Clackley from Swansea and there was just ambulances, fire service, forensics crews there. And someone messaged me and said what had happened. And, you know, I replied, you know, unfortunately, people are losing the will to live. And, and that's exactly what's happening in Wales. You, you're, the police don't listen to you. Your politician doesn't listen to you. They're implement, implementing laws that restrict you and your freedoms. And, and as humans, we're social beings. Yes. We, we, we need to get about. We have to travel. That's what we love to do. And it's, it's what these politicians seem to want to restrict. Yeah. And it makes, again, you know, when they, they, they then say, right, OK, I understand you're off work. We're going to give you £1,600 a month to stay off work and live off this, the, the, the government. They want a, a group of or they want the country, basically, 
to be completely dependent on the government, exactly yeah. like you've got in China. Yeah. And, you know, th that's exactly what's happening but, but right this, now. This study, there was a study done uh, for one year in North Wales. And after the after the village was uh, put into the 20 mile an hour restrictions, um, they voted 93% said, no, it's no good. It, 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 it's a terrible idea. And the government still went ahead with it. Now you've got the situation where the police... Well, I've got these headlines here. I was going to read them out. And yep. this was just quickly typed it in before we started. Police 20 mile per hour. And I'll read it off the screen here, so do I do apologise. But police boss airs concerns about enforcement at 20 miles per hour. Welsh emergency services of the ambulance ex express concerns over 20 mile per hour. Wales default 20 mile per hour will have a, an impact on fire response times. Bus services and routes are having to be cut because they can't adhere to the 20 mile per hour. And a petition of as it stands 468,382 people have signed the largest petition in welsh history so you've got all the emergency services there saying it doesn't work you've got a petition 1.6 million drivers in wales you know nearly half a million of them have signed a petition saying they're against this biggest petition in welsh history but yet lee waters the guy who has no education in climate he just wants to build psychopaths and bridges and make everybody drive slower has completely ignored it all mark drakeford was asked the question in the senate by the welsh conservatives are you going to review the 20 mile per hour considering the backlash and rather than a detailed response he said no, no. one word one word no, no. and flip the page but and, but this is only the beginning uh Lambit, because you, you your viewers and listeners won't know that they're going to put uh, we're going to have to pay per mile so they're putting toll roads on the seven bridge crossings and we've got a we've got a toll road uh, a toll bridge in in, in pembrokeshire already they're now going to put toll road toll booths on uh the the uh, a roads as well as well as the motorway so th this is so so this is just the start of the war on motorists mm. but it, it's got to end and and people have to uh, revolt on this situation. It's a curtailing of our freedoms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing more. It's nothing and it works as well. It. Like I, I know people now who would drive and they say, oh, I'm not going to bother driving. It's too much. Of a I can't drive into the city centre. I may as well get the bus. You know, that's what people are saying. And that's what they're depending on is, is that people start to rely on public transport and stop using their own vehicles. And, you know, unfortunately, you see slowly people are having to, they're being forced to do this sort of thing, use public transport. You can't afford the parking when you get into the city centre yeah. anyway. Yeah. So you may as well, and that's what that's what they're depending on, is that people become dependent on these services. But uh, but, mother, but also, let me just say this: my mother, who was quite disabled by the end of her days, she made it to eighty-one, which wasn't a tragedy. But for the last fifteen years of her life, she was fairly dependent on mobility assistance. She would have been barred from those towns because she couldn't get a bus. And her independence came from still being able to drive. She could walk 20 or 30 meters and she could get there. It seems to me, Dan and Stan, that what Wales is doing is saying, if you're able-bodied, get a bus. If you're not tough, just yeah. die in isolation in your house, in solitude. And, and, and that's it, you see, because, it, you know, there's another, there's another tier now. It's heat or eat or travel. Mm. You, you've got three now. So if you, uh, Lembit, were going from uh, one village to look after your mother and you couldn't uh, you can't afford the fuel to put in your tank, what are you going to do? This is, again, it's isolating people. Wales is a country 
uh, of of sparse it's sparsely populated and it's spread how how can you implement these measures where you've got a bus service that might be twice a, twice a day yeah. if you're lucky you know um it, it's just craziness gone mad mm. roughly, roughly speaking if a third of the drivers in wales lose half an hour a day it's probably more than that if you look at the whole situation but if a third of the drivers in wales lose half an hour a day this policy is costing wales a quarter of a million human hours a day that yeah. is the economic damage it'll be that order of magnitude it might be only a hundred thousand it might be half a million and it, I, I understand it's three three and a half billion pounds will hit the economy this year the it's Welsh economy. unbelievable it's unbelievable that they've got away with it and there's another point which i don't know if you know i'm, I'm a, a professional in the transport sector and when they introduced the 20 mile an hour speed limits in portsmouth an early adopter the actual death rate went up the number yeah. of deaths went up because people seem to be less attentive more frustrated and drove closer together but mm. even then the idea that wrecking the economic attractiveness of for example inward investment for who's going to want to invest in wales if you're going to drive around 20 miles an hour all the time the the economic attractiveness of wales being harmed is worth the uplift in terms of of road safety it's that yeah. classic and wrong line if this saves one life then it's worth it in that case they need to ban cycling and they need to ban pedestrian walking and yeah. they need to ban stakes and they need to ban just about everything uh, the yeah. other irony of course is that this comes from a government minister with responsibility for the environment anyone who knows anything about road vehicles knows that at 20 miles per hour and accelerating and decelerating you use far more fuel than you do if you're allowed to drive at a higher speed the whole yeah. thing's gone mad or george yeah. orwell would be spinning in his grave thinking i warned them but they didn't listen yeah no i i totally agree and, and that's it you know it doesn't make sense it it just does not make sense because we've been driving you know we everywhere we're driving you've got the little clock on the dashboard that tells you, you should be doing 30. you've got signs that say tell you, you should be doing 20. they tell you that outside schools it's only 20 mile per hour which i'd agree with if it was outside schools and things like that 20 yeah. miles per hour yeah absolutely because then you know it's a short it's not going to impact on people's lives but it is going to improve on on safety potentially but we we drive past schools all the time with speed cameras outside and they're 30 miles an hour so it, it hasn't been implemented no. correctly anyway it's confusing it's dangerous it keeps people on the road but, but, you know but also lembit if you if you can imagine being a delivery driver you're on you're already on very minimum wages anyway mm -hmm. and you have to deliver 40 parcels um on the company time and after the 40th parcel you then get a little bonus of about 10 pence per parcel people are having to live at work longer hours to do the same amount of work and and so you you're dividing families with this yeah you know you you, you I, I i was blessed when when i was bringing up kids to be able to see the kids and watch them grow up and work at the same time these people are having to work longer they're missing the, the the family connection they're missing the children they're missing home life because yeah. of this crazy nonsensical policy that the welsh government have implemented well, i want to stand I'll finish on a positive but before we do that let me read some of just some of the comments coming in on the tnt site uh skippy says this is the plan limited buses trains and no car ownership 15 minute living only 
Blodder says it doesn't matter then that people have been forced out of actual work. I tend to agree with that. Uh, Chrysilla, who's done her research, I respect you for that. Wales 2040 plan actually states it provides the context for the Welsh government's aim to reduce the need to travel, particularly by a private car, and supports a model to shift to walking, cycling and public transport. I would yeah. add to that. It, of course, contradicts their very road safety agenda. You may not know this, but I did some research as part of my other work, which showed that when... Uh, cycling went up during the COVID lockdown because people were able to avoid the lockdown by pretending they were cycling and doing exercise. Yeah. When cycling went up and road traffic went down, cycling deaths went up in proportion to the increase in cycling. It's not proportionate to other traffic. It, these aren't the exact figures, but it was something like a 42% increase in cycling and a 46% increase in deaths so the very same man who wants us to drive around at 20 miles an hour also wants an increase in cycling now i don't want to ban cycling but i want to ban hypocrisy hmm. yeah yeah absolutely and you know th this is the point you know they, they, if it's about saving lives then three to seven lives that they're aiming to save then don't spend all that money how much 130 million or something just on the rollout on yeah. signs and things like that yeah 350 million 350 million maybe that's a lot more spend it on the things that will genuinely help people mental health services yeah. like in wales because people are so depressed and they have no um they have no sort of future they feel and they have no support because if you want to go on a mental health register you've got to wait a year to be assessed and then after that year and you've been assessed, you've got to wait for another year to speak to the people you want to speak to. So in that two years time of, of feeling like that, it could be quite detrimental. Yeah. So if it was about lives, they could have invested it elsewhere. Lee Waters yeah. has spent, you know, a good couple of million on psychopaths and a nice new shiny bridge that nobody uses. Um, and, and so vanity, you know, it's all to say, oh, look at us, look at us, look what we are doing. Yeah. But the reality but, is you've got people who are struggling to live. And, and I, I, I mean that in, in its true sense, to, to literally survive, people are struggling. You can't get on the NHS lists. You can't get doctors. You can't get dentists. You can't get mental health. But it's OK because we're saving three to five people at the 20 mile per hour. Yeah. And, and the irony of all this, of course, is if they wanted to save lives on the roads, fill the bloody potholes in yeah, yeah. there's been two deaths up in north wales two motorcyclists hit a pothole and they they're dead they're now dead mm. you, you know the, the, i think there's um 14 billion pounds worth of potholes that need to be uh, you, you know uh, filled in uh, and, and road services need to be you know brought back into a, a decent use and putting all that in perspective, spending five grand fixing that pothole would have saved the same number of lives as they think they're going to save by costing the people of Wales at least a quarter of a million hours every single day. Dan, yeah. Stan, you've made me angry. I <laughs> wish you well with your endeavour and the Voice of Wales party as well. Now that would put the cat amongst the pigeons. Good luck really on your mission. And I hope to see you soon. That's Dan yes. and Stan from Voice of Wales, uh, who have a very clear view that things are going desperately wrong there. What do you make of it? Lots of chat going on on the TNC site. Please do go there and express your views as well. Now, we're going to stay at the theme of the environment for the next hour, because we have a man who has done authoritative research, bringing together hundreds of reports. And that seems to be telling us one thing, carbon dioxide is not at a record level. I already knew that. 
But what I didn't know is carbon dioxide is not at a record level. If you go back around the last 250 years, can this be true? You ask yourselves. Well, in what I believe to be an exclusive for TNT, we're going to look at the facts with Brian Gregory in the next hour. Relax, everyone. There is no climate crisis. I'm going to give you the evidence. And so will Brian Gregory. All of that coming up with me, Lembitopic, on The Lembitopic Show, right here on TNT. Don't go anywhere.